Welcome to Journeying Through Holy Week with St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows. I'm Hallie Parkins, a pastor here at St. Mark's. You might be familiar with the Triduum, the three holy days that lead up to Easter, beginning Monday, Thursday, and going into Good Friday and finally Easter Vigil. We will mark those days together as we gather for worship later this week. But this year in Holy Week, we are extending the movement in the days that mark the procession to Easter with this devotional series. We'll be following the Gospel of John almost chronologically from the 12th chapter to the 19th chapter. The pastoral staff here at St. Mark's, including our deacon and pastoral intern, will share a devotional reflection that accompanies the lectionary scripture for the day in the Gospel of John. As this series of scripture and reflection carries us through Holy Week, we will move into Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. The gospel leads us into the heart of pain, of betrayal from a close companion, and through a scathing trial and cruel condemnation into human pain and suffering and death. While these devotions will end on Good Friday and carry us to an ending with the death of Jesus, we know the story does not end with the finality of his death. There is new life yet to come. The arc of God's love moves us towards love, moves us towards light and life that overcomes death. In the ending we hold and know, there is hope, there is light, and there is life that persists in the love of God. We walk this journey with each other in the Gospel of John as we tell the story of Jesus, a story that accompanies us into our own lives. Today's gospel story is found in John 13, from verse 21 to 32. After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared, Very truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom he loved, was reclined next to him. Simon Peter therefore mentioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking of. So while reclined next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I dipped it in the dish. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, do quickly what you are going to do. Now, no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the, for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. When he was gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been, has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If he has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. The Gospel of the Lord.
We enter today's text right after Jesus has washed the feet of his disciples. He has walked with the 12 for about three years now, and they have been with him throughout his entire ministry. Right now, we join them at the table to a place where you share meals and some of the most intimate and beautiful stories and relationships. Jesus probably loves the disciples with all of his heart. They're his friends, they're his brothers. They've shared joys and laughter and cries all together. They've been through all trials with each other. And now at this table, Jesus is sitting here watching his beloved friends, knowing full well that one of them is going to betray him. It is very unsettling to be a, a person reading into this story. We constantly know that Judas is the one that betrays Jesus, but the disciples and everybody else at that table has no clue. We also know that this is the Last Supper, but the disciples probably feel like this is one of those times they're just hanging out with their friend. And so we enter into this text already judging Judas. I realized this week that I actually have never given credit to the fact that Judas is among the 12. He is part of Jesus's disciples. He's among the 12 that Jesus washes, whose feet get washed by Jesus. So Judas is actually loved even when he betrays Jesus. Jesus already knows that Judas is going to do something to him that is going to hurt him, but he does not discriminate when he washes feet. And when he chooses to sit down at the table with them, he does not send Judas away from the table, but invites him and breaks bread with him. I often wonder why Judas does not stop at the moment when he is given the bread. When Jesus tells the entire room that one of them is going to betray him, I wonder why Judas never turns away. I always try to make myself feel better about this story by thinking maybe Judas had a, some situation in his life, maybe someone was threatening him, or maybe he had a sick mother who needed money so urgently and so he went and betrayed his beloved friend. But no matter how many times I try to explain away his betrayal, it always comes down to the fact that he still betrayed his friend, his long-loved friend who washed his feet and sat with him and broke bread with him. And it is here that I also find myself over and over again, all the times that I have turned away from God and failed to love my neighbor, the times where my own mistakes and my own problems are much bigger than any other person's situation. It is here that I reconnect with Judas the disciple and not the betrayer. I want so much to hate Judas for doing what he did, but I also recognize in myself some of the same traits and contradictions that he has. As much as he loves Jesus, he also finds himself in this situation that I don't fully have all the light into, but can also relate to. That there are times when sometimes I'm so much in my own situation that I don't recognize the repercussions of my own actions on the neighbor and on my friend and any other person around me. What is striking in this story though, is how Jesus responds to Judas. Knowing that he will be betrayed by him, Jesus still loves him. He breaks bread with him and washes his feet. 
he still claims him as one of his 12. Even when he knows full well what is going to happen, he still loves him. He still calls him as one of his own. Judas, in some ways, is like a lot of us, sitting at this table with Christ and still holding these constraints of our own selfishness and trying to love other people. Judas helps us recognize the complexities and contradictions that constitute in our lives of relationship. So, as I, co I continue to reflect on this text, I am invited into this relationship with Judas, the one who betrays and the one who loves, the one who sits at the table and laughs with his friends and knows full well that he is about to break their hearts. And I am also invited into this relationship with the Jesus who sees beyond my selfishness and invites me at the table regardless and claims, he, claims me again over and over. Thanks be to God. May the blessing of God be upon you. May the blessing of the God who glorifies Jesus Christ be with you and claim you in love over and over on this day and forever. Amen.